Welcome in to your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast for the rest of your Tuesday, sunny and hazy. Areas of smoke, highs 60 to 65. Northwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, haze in the evening, lows 40 to 45. Northeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday, partly cloudy and hazy, highs 65 to 70. Southeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday night, mostly clear and hazy, lows 40 to 45. East winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. Thursday, warmer, partly cloudy in the morning, then becoming sunny. Haze with highs 75 to 80. East winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. Thursday night, mostly clear, lows 45 to 50. Friday, mostly cloudy, highs 75 to 80. Friday night, mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain showers, lows 45 to 50. Saturday, mostly cloudy, 50-50 chance of rain showers, highs around 70. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms, lows 45 to 50, 50-50 chance of rain. Sunday, mostly cloudy, 30% chance of rain showers, highs 65 to 70. Sunday night, partly cloudy, lows 40 to 45. Monday, sunny, highs 70 to 75. Although many festival days gatherings have been canceled in Haver, one new event is hoping to put on a safe show in the midst of the ongoing pandemic. A downtown celebration will be held on Friday evening beginning at around 6.30 p.m. in and around the atrium featuring a vendor show, a bounce house, and musical performances. Event organizer Derek Hahn says he wants this event to be something Haver can be proud of. With all the restrictions and stuff of what's happening with festival days, we wanted to still be able to celebrate uh, Haver outside. And with the winter coming and everything like that, then, you know, we're going to be stuck inside. Don't want to have to do that without having some fun first. Vendors will be socially distanced and required to sanitize their stations every hour. And there will be signs up and volunteers on hand reminding people to social distance and wear face coverings. We'll ask people politely and cordially first, and we'll remind them that we do have masks inside the atrium that are free that they can take. But if they continuously refuse to follow these guidelines and follow these rules, then we will have to ask them to leave. In conjunction with the celebration, Saks Cadillac and the other brothers and sisters will perform outside Old Station Brewing beginning at 5.30 p.m. The Hill County Park Board met on Monday evening for their regularly scheduled meeting at Beaver Creek Park. Park Superintendent Chad Edgar told the board that recent revenue has been better than anticipated, allowing them to allocate an extra $30,000 into the budget. As a result, at Edgar's request, the board approved the purchase of a truck that will be used for patrols and will be equipped with a radio. Edgar said he plans on purchasing a used truck and will try and cut costs on accessories. As for the current campfire ban at the park, Edgar says it will remain in place for now. Although he says conditions have improved, it is still too dry at the park to repeal the ban. The Hill County Board of Health held a special meeting on Monday morning to accept the health officer's resignation and appoint a replacement. The current health officer, Jessica Sheehy, physician assistant at Northern Montana Healthcare, will be amicably resigning from the position on October 1st for personal reasons. The board unanimously voted to allow Health Director Kim Larson to also serve as the health officer, beginning on October 1st. Since Sheehy is also the medical director for Hill County, the board will now need to find a replacement to fill that role. Larson is unable to do so because she is not a certified physician. The main obligation of this position is to sign standing orders. Sheehy has also been serving as the Blaine County Health Officer. Their health board will be meeting next week to decide on how to move forward. 
The Hill County Health Department reported six new COVID-19 cases on Monday. All six cases are in individuals that are at least 30 years old. Two were found through contact tracing, one is believed to be travel-related, and three currently have unknown exposures. Hill County has now reported 118 total COVID-19 cases. 19 are active, including two hospitalizations. 96 have recovered, and three have died. Turning to state news... Vice President Mike Pence promised continued crackdowns on violent protesters and more tax cuts as he urged Montana voters to expand the Republican Party's rising dominance in the state. Pence appeared Monday before several hundred supporters, most not wearing masks, at an outdoor venue near Belgrade. He touted the administration's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, even as the U.S. leads the globe in infections. President Donald Trump won Montana by 20 percentage points in 2016. His performance in the state in November could help decide the fate of candidates further down the ballot. Another effort to restore Montana Green Party candidates on the general election ballot has been denied. Associate Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan on Monday denied an emergency request from two candidates and two Green Party voters to restore the candidates to the ballot while the case is argued in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Kagan earlier denied a request by Secretary of State Corey Stapleton for an emergency injunction to block a Montana Supreme Court ruling. That ruling upheld a lower court decision allowing about 560 people to remove their names from petitions that qualified the Green Party for the ballot, leaving them without enough signatures. A multi-year effort to open a Montana copper mine has begun with construction work at the Black Butte Copper Project. The AP reports the State Department of Environmental Quality issued a mining permit last month for the first phase of the work. The permit allows Sandfire Resources America to build roads and construct a reservoir. The company continues to apply for permits to tunnel underground and eventually mine and process copper-rich ore. Mine opponents filed a lawsuit in June challenging the state's decision to permit the mine and questioning whether environmental analysis fully analyzed the risks. Federal courts have delivered a string of rebukes to the Trump administration over what they found were failures to protect the environment and address climate change. The rulings, the latest on Thursday, have challenged the administration's vociferous promotion of fossil fuel interests and natural resource extraction from public lands. Some of the most far-reaching rulings have come from U.S. District Judge Brian Morris in Montana. This month alone, he canceled oil and gas leases on several hundred thousand acres and struck down a nationwide permitting program for new oil and gas pipelines. Despite the courtroom setbacks, the U.S. became the world's top oil producer under Trump. Some 1,700 employees of a bankrupt coal mining company would get up to $17.3 million in back pay under a proposed class action settlement. Ned Pillersdorf is an attorney for the former employees of Milton, West Virginia-based Black Jewel in Wyoming and Appalachia. Pillersdorf says workers could get checks early next year, depending on the outcome of bankruptcy court hearings this fall. Black Jewel all but completely shut down operations, including its vast Eagle Butte and Bel Air mines in northeastern Wyoming. After filing for bankruptcy in July 2019, the bankruptcy put about 600 employees in Wyoming and 1,100 in Appalachia out of work. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $4.36. Spring wheat is $4.71. For Blaine County, winter wheat is $4.26. Spring wheat is $4.66. For Liberty County, winter wheat is $4.41. Spring wheat is $4.71. For Shoto County, winter wheat is 436, spring wheat is 471. And for Phillips County, winter wheat is 421, spring wheat is 461. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Martha May Pleninger, 89, passed away due to natural causes on Tuesday, July 14th at Benefits Medical Center in Great Falls. 
Cremation has taken place, and graveside memorial services and a community fellowship reception will be held at 11 a.m. Saturday, September 19th at Big Sandy Cemetery. Martha's family has suggested memorial donations be made in her name to the Big Sandy Medical Center or the Big Sandy Historical Society. And that does it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.